another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have my very good friend, Miss Maggie Bakniak, who, uh, <laughs> a little golf clap, yeah, um, who I haven't seen in quite some time, which is usually the case these days. I feel like I say that all the time when I have my friends on the show, like, I haven't seen you in so long, like, yeah. and we're doing a podcast, and this is how I hang out <laughs> with people. You know, it stresses me out. But, aside the point, um, we uh, had a little um, uh, Facebook conversation the other day about, um, about like, men uh, doing better uh, in, the, in relation to women and non-binary folk. Uh, really big conversation to have these days, especially for men to be initiating. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of that stuff and uh, maybe some things... Uh, along the way. So thank you, Maggie, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Mm. I'm, it's crazy being a senior. Yeah. I feel like my life is moving <clears> by. You're a big girl. I am. Yeah. I'm about to be more responsible than ever. So yeah. other than that, I'm good. <laughs> I'm nice. hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, how was your summer? It was good. Spent two weeks in Colorado, Very as nice. per usual. Oh, yeah. Worked. That's decent. Yeah. The usual college summer. Sure, right, yeah. I was here. I was doing this pretty much the whole time. Oh yeah, I got a banner now. <laughs> um, this is my first episode with a, with a banner. Uh, ordered it off of University Customs. Um, shout out Tyler Stefanski for giving me that plug. But yeah, it turned out pretty dope. That's um, lovely. Thank you. Uh, a little wrinkle, but... Don't you know, get there. Yeah, well, well, I just need to, like, you know, iron it, maybe. Run a steamer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave the door open when you shower. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And just hang it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought... I wanted to have one for a long time, but, like, I'm just really bad about impulsive spending. I need to. Yeah, I... Hence my new shoes. Oh. Oh, very nice. Oh, wow. See? Anyway, Maggie, so, as I said, um, so we're going to talk a lot about um, uh, expectations of men uh, in, our, in our age of society where the conversation has changed about how men are conducting themselves and acting uh, among, like, amongst their women or non-binary uh, peers. Mm -hmm. Um, both not only within their communities, but in their circles, in the industry, in workplaces, uh, on online. Um, you know, it's something that um, people are to varying degrees um, at an understanding of. Um, so I think it's just always helpful to bring the conversation to somebody who's very passionate about it. And you, since I've known you, uh, you've been very, uh, you know, uh, you've been a very passionate feminist, um, very, uh, you, you're not afraid to uh, put men in their place, yep. um, which I've admired a lot, something that I didn't quite get at the time when we met. I think there was one, yeah, there was one time I remember I like, because um, you were dating my roommate at the time, and, and I was like, yeah, I like 
went home with somebody and, you know, nothing really happened and I was confused why she wanted to, like, come home with me. And you were like, well, women don't owe you anything. I'm like, oh, shit. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Did I really say that to you when we, like, first met? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had, like, already, like, established, like, friends. But, like... I just remember you finding me in the library one day and we chatted for, like... We did. 45 so, minutes. What, how do you feel like you really started getting passionate about that topic? So, my first year at UWM, I decided to take Women's and Gender Studies 101, and I had already kind of been introduced to the topic of feminism in sociology in high school. Sure. But I kind of just took Women's and Gender Studies because it sort of like piqued my interest, right. and then... After the first couple of weeks, I realized, okay, this is something I'm really passionate about. And then by the end of my sophomore year, I had declared it as a second major. Nice. So, what was your, your first one was? Psychology. Right, sure. So, <clears throat> I, I think for me, being somebody who has struggled so much with, like, body image and things like that, it was kind of, it pulled me in in that sense, but then the more I got into it, the more it kind of weaved its way into every aspect of my life, from mm -hmm. like my relationships with people, my friendships, um, how I feel about myself, yeah. where I want to go in the world, like, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it, like, uh, just an example, do you feel like it affected the way you like, like, were like, was like listening to music? Yeah, so that's, a big one. that's another thing, and I could go on and on about that. For me, I have a really hard time supporting anything that kind of values something that bothers me. So I have a hard time supporting music artists that talk in their songs disrespectfully about women, which is like yeah. how many artists, okay. yeah, even right. women, talking about disrespecting women. like. Mm -hmm. And then companies and clothing brands, everything like that. So subordinating. Women. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's hard to support. Once I'm like actively listening or looking for it, which sometimes you just have to decide not to do because if you do that all the time, you're gonna end up with like nothing. Nothing, right? Yeah. The, the, at the end of the day, it's like you can't, you know, entirely. El like eliminate it from the presence of well you know how it's it's more of just like how to the extent to which they're doing it and also what they're doing to possibly minimize mm -hmm. how they might be subordinating women yeah 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 so i don't know i try not to be too strict about it and right. i'm not the type of person either that to an extent but I'm understanding of when somebody else can't do that, especially with music, because so much music has so many issues in the lyrics. Right. Well, it's like the whole like bitches and hoes stuff, you yeah. know, like, which, you know, if you're out at any party out here on the east side in Milwaukee, like chances are a, a huge like crowd pleaser song is going to come on that, you know, it's like a big hit, and it talks. It has a lot of that stuff, yeah. um, and everyone's just like having a great time, and they just don't even think about that. Yeah. They're just they're just uh, more enamored with 
how catchy it is and how lit everyone's getting because of it and not even like really noticing that component of it like do you feel like you're like you can do you feel like you do sort of like have that in mind or do you feel like you also sort of like uh don't really acknowledge it sometimes i think it depends when i'm around so if i'm with people that know who i am and know what my values are and my passions are it's easier for me to point it out and be like hey i don't like this or not participate but if i'm at brothers on water i'm not going to be like screw this shit and like change out yeah (laughs) yeah so i don't know we talk a lot in a lot of my classes about kind of choosing your battles because well that can apply to almost anything but especially with things like this right now you're just not going to win all the time so it's more about like making the best of the situation where you could possibly make a difference and kind of accepting, not defeat, but accepting moving on Yeah, right. in other situations. Yeah, totally. Because it's like, we can't change what's already out there. Yeah. Um, one thing that we can change that is within our, like, you know, um, within our means of uh, our immediate surroundings is how our friend circles, um, you know, interact with and discuss issues that pertain directly to women. So, like I said, the bitches and hoes Mm -hmm. part of it, like where, you know, women are just collectively referred to as that. Um, I've heard, you know, men and women both refer to women as that. Um, And that's something, like, I always, like, you know, since it's sort of been, like, instilled in me where like, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that I care about and love that really don't like when people talk like that. Yeah. So I, since doing that, like, you know, I wouldn't want to say something that if like someone heard me say that, like, you know, they'd be hurt or they'd feel, you know, objectified or they feel like they don't matter. Like also another one, like not, I've met some women that don't care as much about this term, but the term females Okay. How do you feel about that one? Um, haven't really thought about it that much. Sure. <clears throat> I know in like my classes, women are referred to as just women. We don't really say female and male very much sure. because it kind of reverts back to this idea that like there's female and male and there's really no in between. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where that language comes from. Right. Like in medicine. Yeah. But. <clears throat> I don't know, like you were saying, I try when I'm talking, no matter where I am or who I'm around, I imagine if every single different type of human being was in the room with me, who would get offended by what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And that took, it honestly took me a really long time to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Or even using pronouns differently. Right, yeah. So. I had to learn that. I, it's not something I walked into college and was like, yep, I know this, got mm-hmm. it down. It took mm-hmm. practice. It took making mistakes and yeah. like, feeling comfortable. And it does for everybody. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just don't... They're never in a situation or they never put themselves in situations where, one, they have, they are uncomfortable. Two, 
they're having to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't take women's and gender studies, I wouldn't be who I am. I right. probably would. Yeah. I would still be accepting, but not as knowledgeable right. about other people. And therefore, like, it wouldn't have made you as like you know passionate, outspoken, just uh, confident in your own views yeah. to be able to like assert yourself mm-hmm. which I think generally like if you're confident in what you believe you know you're gonna stand up for it no matter what yeah. and you know if if you're right about something you have nothing to hide so no I agree like I definitely like I'll I'll admit like when I first got to college like I may have thought that, like, yeah, like, respecting women is cool, but did I actually do that to to the standard I do now? God, no. Yeah. Like, miles ahead of, like, where I was before. That, like, seems to be a huge part of college culture. Like, that a lot of dudes are guilty of, Um, and I'm, I'm no exception. I mean, it comes with maturity. It comes with having that worldly knowledge about, like, you know, feminism and what women's place in society and how they're just treated, you know, how we've been indoctrinated in how we approach and and treat women as men. It's like, well, getting used to the idea that women don't owe us anything, you know, it's the, um, it's the antithesis of like what, you know, women have always just sort of been expected is the like, Mm -hmm. you know, that, a man can have and get whatever he wants, like, whenever he wants. The man has been allowed to do that uh, in many societies, you know, and, and over the courses of history. And now it's like women are taking back that power and saying, no, like, this is my body, this is my autonomy. This, um, it's like, it, from the very highest level to the very low, to the very lowest and most personal, like, um, it's like, this has just always been the case. Yeah. And large-scale change doesn't really happen unless it's made at the highest level. And then it sort of trickles down and causes you to look more intimately in, like, how you are interacting with the people around you, you yeah. know? I think, too, like, the issue that I have found is a lot of men, they don't ever have to think about it. It's not... Yeah. Like, mm, just being in public or, like, walking around at nighttime or anything like that, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. As, as a guy, you just don't. But a, when, as, like, a woman, I, I know I can't go for a walk after nighttime. Right. I know that I can't go anywhere without my friends. I know that if I'm at a bar, I'm not going to walk to the bathroom by myself. I know not to leave my, like... There's so many things. I remember we brought up a list one day in one of my women's and gender studies classes, and it was like four columns of things mm-hmm. that women think about every day, right. all the time, and you d- you don't like question it just yeah. because it's how it is, but it's sad. Like men don't have to think about that and then they're never put in a situation unless somebody brings it up to them or they ask questions mm-hmm. to even like well even, i don't know things like holding keys between your fingers if you're walking from your car to your apartment or anything mm-hmm. like that the mace yeah, yeah i have it on my keychain 
Very nice. I, but like, it made me sad buying it because it's like, yeah. why? And I, I put off buying a thing of pepper spray until I moved here because it was like, I don't need it. I don't need it. Right. The world is not this bad of a place, but it is. Yeah. And you hear horror story after horror story, yeah. and it becomes more and more local. Yep. Like in proximity to you, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think the big thing is making men aware, but also encouraging them to ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's been my biggest thing and something that has frustrated me at times. Like, I don't want people to feel stupid asking questions, especially me. I don't, I don't ever want to put somebody in a position where it's like I'm being condescending or anything like that because... Because we don't know where everyone's at with exactly. something, you know? Yeah. Like this is what I study, but not everybody, right. some people don't even know what like toxic masculinity is. Right. Some people, and I get it that it gets tiring, it can be exhausting to like have to repeat yourself so much and explain slash educate the same thing to so many different people, like yeah. that's valid too. Um, that's why sometimes I feel like I'm asking questions that, should I already know this, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, too, on the end of the people that do know about it and are experts in it, it's so important to approach people that are new to it in a kind way. Yeah. Because if somebody takes the time to ask you a question about something, odds are they don't know and they're just trying to know. But then from there, too, I feel like why don't more guys take it upon themselves to like learn about women's history or mm -hmm. learn about LGBT history or anything like that? Yeah. Shout out Gloria Steinem. <sighs> it's my lady. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like toxic masculinity and male entitlement are both like directly related to mm -hmm. each other. Like, the idea that, like, a man can approach a woman and just, you know, feel like he's entitled to, like, her attention. Um, that's another thing, like, um, I had a couple friends uh, on the show, like, a couple months ago um, that are involved in Panthers Against Sexual Assault, mm -hmm. um, both women and gender studies when they were in school, and we were talking about how, like, even, you know, just, like, the media, like, sort of the way it portrays mm -hmm. um, how men approach women, like, you see it so much, like, I think I, yeah, I used the movie Superbad as an example, where, like, it's just two uh, virgins, dudes that are, like, on this quest to lose their virginity yeah. before high school's over. It's, like, the movie is funny because it makes fun of people that are like that. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, but it's also like you have to directly look at like the way, you know, men are approaching women and how men are like behaving in order to have this, in order to like uh, complete their conquest of like sleeping yeah. with m women, like, and they'll, you know, stop at nothing to do that, and or they'll go to drastic measures to do that, and that's how things like abuse and sexual harassment happen. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of a lot of men walk into a situation 
already having in their heads how it's going to play out mm -hmm. or what they're expecting or what that woman owes them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, when they get let down or when they hear no or anything like that is when it, yeah. issues arise. Right. And it's like so many things that happen that need to change are pretty much a direct result of men feeling like somebody's attacking their masculinity. Right. And it's yeah. like, when are we going to kind of move past this idea that you have to be like a dude, like a total bro. Macho. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's been my biggest thing, especially with mental health. Yeah. I think we don't talk enough about the fact that, I mean, there are other factors, but like men's life expectancies are shorter than women's because in both mental health and like just medicine in general, mm -hmm. guys put it off. Right. Because admitting something's wrong is like admitting you're It's like not giving up your masculinity. Yeah. 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 Right. On that note, like I actively like when I go out or when I'm surrounded by women, non binary people whatever, like, people that I'm attracted to, mm -hmm. like, I guess, or people that I'm generally interested in, I actively sort of, I, like, am actively worried about coming off as a creep. Yeah. Like, I think about that consciously, like, whenever I'm out with people, like, like, out at a bar or a club or at a party, like, I think consciously about my, my personal space mm -hmm. and, like, that I'm not, like, that I don't like, you know, brush up on somebody when I walk past them or that like I'm not touching somebody like when they don't want to be touched yeah. or like, or I don't want to like, you know, uh, pry like on a conversation or like, you know, make some, make a woman uncomfortable. Like, even if whether or not like I'm interested in them or, or not, like, I just try not to be like, pushy or too intrusive yeah more men should sort of like just like i guess be aware of that it like come out how they're coming across in their circles like how they're um how like in a way like having empathy for that person that they're approaching or that they want to approach and seeing themselves from that lens and seeing like okay like Am I coming across as a creep? Yeah. Am I making this person uncomfortable? Am I, like, you know, being too in someone's face about something? Like, um, it's sort of like that thing. It's like when someone's at, at a party, and I've, I've seen this a shit ton, like, like, at parties. It's like where a girl is dancing, and a man just comes up and tries to, like, yeah. grab onto her. And, like... It's like, just, you know, maybe ask before yeah. you decide to, like, you know, do something like that. Like, you don't know if, like, for one, it's just like, it goes back to, like, she doesn't owe you that. But it's like, you know, she could have a boyfriend. She could, you know, have previous horrible experience with, like, somebody doing that and, like, get super fucking triggered. Like, and just, you don't have her consent as a as it, like, you just verbally need consent to do that, yeah. you know? She just might not want to. Right. Like, I think, like you were saying, kind of questioning, you, like, 
men questioning their actions more extensively and caring yeah. about the outcome, not just, wow, I want that right now, so I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's sad because I just had a conversation the other day with one of my friends. We were saying how now if a guy, like years and years ago, people met at bars or people met right. at restaurants and yeah. things like that. But now it's like, if you are a girl and a guy comes up to you in a bar, your first thought is not like, wow, like, I just met What somebody. a nice guy. It's right, like, yeah. what's he, what does he want? Right, what's, yeah. what's the intention? That's interesting, actually. Like, yeah. the, the, the dynamic has changed. Well, and I think people, too, that's the thing with, like, online dating. Yeah. So, a while ago, the conversation around online dating was, like, it's not safe, like, you don't know this person, mm -hmm. like what if they're a creep, what if they're a total weirdo, but now I feel like it's flipped. Now I feel like people, more often than not, are meeting on Tinder, on Bumble, on all of those, and meeting in a public space yeah. after talking for a little bit, like, right. kind of making, and I know this isn't always how it goes, but now it's like you meet somebody in a bar and it's mm -hmm. like you have to be afraid. More vigilant. Yeah, yeah. Right. you have to be aware, you have to be cautious, you have to watch your drink and yep. like tell people where you're going. It's it's interesting. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, I didn't even think about that. That is so true. Because um, like, yeah, I mean, and men like that that are creeps get, they get weeded out really quickly on mm -hmm. online dating. Yep. Like. Even kind of a lot of women, not always, but often they can sort of tell right away when, okay, this dude's bad news, this dude just wants to fuck, this dude is just, you know, he clearly is like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it's easier to tell right off the bat yeah. than it used to be, where it's like you had to sort of like have that, um, that like person that in person experience of that person first in order to learn that later yeah and i'd say it's far more optimal when you can know that before you decide to meet up with somebody yeah um so kind of back to um i guess like uh just men in terms of like their roles and like how do you feel like men can may continue to um you know, give women, like, more empowerment, you know, transfer more, like, societal power to women and how they can also just, you know, address, like, that toxic masculinity, like, inwardly in a healthy way. I think just never assuming anything and, like, never assuming that a woman is not capable of something just because she's a woman or... Like the whole when Hillary Clinton ran for president, oh, but what are we going to do when she's PMSing? One, she probably doesn't PMS anymore. Right. And like that's another thing too. I feel like men just don't know enough about women. Yeah. In general, like. Like look at Trump. For example, Trump's a fucking baby on Twitter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like. Like understanding. Yeah, women are different from men. In lots of ways but at the same time we're just as capable of being in positions of power we're just as capable of being the provider in a family right. we're just as capable of mowing the fucking lawn like right. 
just removing this assumption of this is my job, this is your job, they're never going to intertwine. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like that starts with, honestly, it starts with how we talk to kids and how we're like forming play right, and yeah. things like that. And I know it's not going to change overnight, but just kind of bring into the conversation women's history, biology of women. Like, it's sad to me right. that I didn't even know up until maybe a couple of years ago, like, how ovulating works. Like, right. how, that's sad. Right. But nobody talks about it unless mm -hmm. they learn about it. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and just sort of continuing to challenge the male normativeness of yeah. a lot of things. Like, this is a little thing I've noticed, but... It's like when somebody has a pet and it's like they always sort of like assume it's a man, a, a male pet first. Like, they always yeah. have, what's his name? Or like, same thing with like a baby or something like a, you know, like, I think just that default where it's like m maleness comes first, whereas it should just be like. You know, I think, and we are seeing more of this where it's becoming gender neutral. Yeah. And, like, it's, we're adapting to a more gen gender neutral society where, like, people are using they if they don't know the gender. Yeah. Before they, like, ask a question, like, what's their name? Oh, it's a boy? Cool. Oh, it's a girl? Cool. Like, um, so, I have two more parts to this. So, like, we, I asked you this question mm -hmm. on... Facebook the other day, and this is has more to do with like how men are like the most accommodating to women, I guess, in in ways like. So. I think you said like that um, you want to see on, on my status. You commented that like you want to see uh, men being able to like let women be and be more self-sustaining and be more independent and like. And, like, allowing women to, like, do things for themselves more than, like, always trying to, like, you know, be, like, the savior mm -hmm. or, like, being or, like, feeling that, like, women can't just be, like, autonomous. Yeah. Um, which I, I totally agree with. And, like, you know, a lot of, like, the feminism we see today directly, like, advocates for that. Mm -hmm. We're, like, we want women to... We want men to understand that, like, women are perfectly capable of doing them, doing things for themselves, you know? Women can pay for themselves, or they can, like, hold the door open for themselves, or they can, you know, just do this or that without constantly feeling like, you know, a man has to be a gentleman all the time, yeah. you know? Now, on the flip side, I've seen women that still feel like they want to be taken care of or chased like after. Like, is not dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... I guess, like, what do you have to say to that? Because I feel like some men feel like it's a double standard in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where, like, it's like some women, you know, are very strong, independent, and want to be, like, an entirely, like, do their own thing and not rely on a man. Whereas, like, other women want still want to be, like, spoiled or taken yeah. on dates or, like they want a man chasing after them or something like which i know like i have good friends that are on both ends of that yeah 
So I guess like, yeah, how do you feel like is the best way to address this? So I think not assuming either is true. So not going into a relationship with a woman and thinking like, oh, like I have to pay. I right. have to be the one that's making more money or I have to like not assuming that that's what a girl wants. But then I don't know. I feel like like for me, I lie more towards I can do this for myself. Like I've never mm-hmm. I've never thought, yeah, I'm going to marry rich and like Right. I want to be a housewife and things like that. That's mm-hmm. never even, it's always been, I want a career. I um, never have set limits on myself. And even things like holding the door open, like I've never walked into a building or walked up to a building and expected like a guy to hold the door open for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's hard to not expect that that's what a girl wants because that's what has kind of been instilled mm-hmm. in men like you need to be a gentleman you need to hold right. the door open you need to pull her chair out you need to open her car door like all of those things have been taught as things that matter but i feel like at this point it's kind of up to a woman or whoever to decide like yeah i like that that's important to me or no you don't have to do that mm-hmm. and like being able to voice that and being taken seriously. Like, for me, it's also hard for me to say because I grew up with, like my mom always made more money. My mom was always like the breadwinner of our family. So I think that's part of the reason I expect from myself, like this like Mm self-sustainability. But I know a lot of girls that don't think like that and that do think, like a guy should hold the door open for me, a guy should be always paying, a guy should be the one planning the dates, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, it's tough. Yeah. I think like what you said, it sort of just, it depends mm-hmm. on the person. I think the best, healthiest relationships have a balance of both. Yeah. Or like, I agree. it's like, they just treat each other as like, oh, I'll get this time, you'll get next yeah. time, or something like that. Like, my last relationship was very good about that. Um, and like, I'm going to hold the door open for anybody, yeah. whether it's a male, a female, I'm going to hold the door open for you just because that's sort of my manner, my etiquette that I was just raised with, yeah. it's just that it's, it's, I've been taught that it's the polite thing to do. It's nice to have sort of like a relationship that can adapt to both sides of it, yeah. you know, where it's like, we're mutually respectful each other and it's like, you know, I can trust you to like, you know hold the door like I like to be treated well I like to have like the door held open for me I like being chased after I like you to plan the dates but at the same time like I respect you so like be able to make some of those own decisions for myself too and like I think that comes with just it depends on the personality of both parties like like, are you a more dependent or independent person um and neither is the wrong answer yeah you know neither is like oh you should be more this or more that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, what, what's important to you? Yeah. I think the thing that I have struggled with, with the whole like, holding the door open and paying things like that, is I feel like a lot of the time, not all the time, 
but for some people the root of wanting to do that is having control like i there have been plenty of times where i've right. been holding a, a door open and a guy comes along and it's like like a girl walks in a girl walks in and then a guy comes in and he like tries to take the door away from me so right. i can go in yeah i'm like no just walk inside mm -hmm. like you yeah. don't need to hold the door right, right. now where it's like something is like or it's like if they do this nice gesture, then they're going to expect something in return. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Even things like, like paying. I've heard so many times where it's like a guy will pay for something or a guy will be the person that pays rent or anything like that. Like anywhere from buying coffee to being the person who's paying for like bills and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And when it comes up, it's like, okay, well, I do this for you, so, like, how dare you question me? Like, mm -hmm. there's just this kind of crave for control. Yeah, right. And I, that's when it bothers me, but there are definitely times where it's, like, it's, that's not what it's about at all. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I can tell you, like, from just me as a person, like, I... I like to provide, yeah. but I don't like it when it's like expected of me. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I've been on a date before where the girl was upset that I didn't take, I didn't take her to a nicer place, um, which stung. It wasn't very, it made me feel. Where did you go? I went to Thai kitchen. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, hey. I fucking love Thai Kitchen. I love Thai Kitchen. Yeah, I think, she, like... Let's go. I, I think she was crabby that day anyway. So it's like, I, I, like... And she's a wonderful person. But, like, she was one definitely one of those people that, ex what like, definitely wanted to be taken on yeah. better dates. And wanted... Because, like... And, you know, that's okay. Like, I will do that, but I just don't like it when it's expected of me to do that. Like, yeah. I, like... Just doing it because it's like I thought of this on my own without any pressure. Um, like, but there's also there's dudes that are definitely more actively the date planners that actively like like to ball out and do things special like yeah. for women. I don't like or for their dates. I mean, like I don't. I'm not even like a huge date guy. Like I like to. You know, just hang out. Hang out. Right. Get some coffee. Right. Coffee, yeah. like, uh, watching uh, Adventure Time. I just started watching Adventure Time. Great show. It's a lovely show. Oh, it's trippy. It's actually really trippy. It's not for kids. No. There's no way. No, there's this a weird gray area between kid, adult, I don't know. But anyway, so, <laughs> but like, point being, I like to, you know, I have been with women that are extremely lenient mm -hmm. that like to actually that like to do things for me that like to just do things that are that are very thoughtful that are very pleasant that just I don't expect them to um, and I don't ask but they that's just sort of their personality they just like being they you know are they don't and they don't expect anything of me yeah. either it's just sort of who they are as people and i've clicked best with partners that have that sort of have that same dynamic as i do where it's like i just like to be thoughtful i like to be i don't like to ex 
we don't like to expect too much out of each other. It's more of just like, I get this time, you get next time. Like, let's decide fun things to do together rather than like one person's planning yeah. everything. I think it's never good to have like too much of like one person's planning everything and the other person's getting spoiled, which yeah. like, I'm the same way. Right. I feel like too, like going back to whether or not like a girl that does like chivalry or whatever it may be, like just because a girl likes to be taken out on a fancy date or like or anything like that, or like likes the door held open for her, it doesn't mean she's less independent. It's just like a preference. Right. And yeah. seeing it as less of like an identity trait mm -hmm. and more so like this is just what I like, but it doesn't mean that right. I'm incapable. It just makes me feel like I'm cared about or yeah. that it makes me feel like I'm being valued or that like I'm being like, you know, that someone just like is acknowledging me, yeah. which is perfectly okay. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like like other women could be better about talking about respecting women and talking about women? Because like it's sort of this goes back to the original conversation of like where it's like women refer to like other women as like you know bitches and hoes mm -hmm. or like that kind of stuff or like they. Um, encourage their like male friends to you know be like a certain way that might that other women might not really appreciate yeah. like which i've also like seen like in my own circles where it's like it's like oh you're single now fuck around like fuck all these girls and shit like yeah. that you know like how i guess how do you feel about that i feel like as far as how we kind of interact, like how I interact with my guy friends, I never assume, I'm saying assume a lot, but a lot of things, like a lot of, right, the right. root of problems is assumption. Yeah, definitely. So there is just this like stereotypical guy or a stereotypical girl or like a stereotypical way to respond to a breakup or anything like that and never like placing that on somebody else and as far as how women treat other women i feel like we all are different we all have different backstories we all have different like things we care about and just respecting that in one another mm -hmm. like not deliberately going out of your way to place blame on somebody or like the biggest thing right now for me is like the pro-life yeah. and pro-choice movement mm -hmm. it's like how it's fine to have an opinion and it's fine to have a differing opinion right. yeah. but when you're making decisions for other people yeah when you're yeah. deciding what somebody else does or how somebody else feels or anything like that mm -hmm. that's when it's problematic yeah and just like you are in control of you and offering that same privilege to somebody else even if they disagree with you is my biggest thing because just because somebody feels differently to an extent right. than I do doesn't mean they're less of a person it's just they're different than me 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that it kind of goes back to that whole, like, universality of, like, your personality. It's, like, if, you know, if one of my friends, like, thought that that that's not around me right now, like, if they saw me acting or behaving this way, like, you know, would they still want to be my friend or would they approve of it or, like, you know, it, it sort of goes back to that, I think, in some ways, like, because... I mean, I've definitely, like, I've, like, encountered women that have, have, like, encouraged traits of, like, my personality or that they've, um, acted in ways where, like, I've been encouraged by other women to, like, act, you know, against or to, like, not support or condone. And, like, do you think that there's, like, other women that can be better about feminism, too, I guess? Yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many different kinds of feminism. Yeah. And there's so many different theories, and there's so much to those theories, and there's overlap. Like, I'm not one kind of feminist. I feel like I'm kind of like you pick and choose bits of each, mm-hmm. and kind of make it work for you. But recognizing that like somebody else is a feminist, but is different than you. Right, yeah. Is a huge thing that in my classes we talk about all the time. And like being okay with, okay, there is no right way to an extent. Yeah. To be a feminist. Right, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I think another example is like when women like, like a good example is like when women say themselves, like they say that they don't think women should like be president or like a woman should be in like places of political power. Like I've seen like videos like of like interviews of women that support Trump that say shit like that. Um, right. Which we can feel a type of way about, but it's like women that think that like adhering to gender roles is okay. It's like, by all means, if that's the kind of woman you want to be, then by all means. It's, like, that goes to what you were saying about, like, the, like, the abortion argument is, like, you can make whatever decisions you want for yourself, yeah. like, whatever makes you feel happy, but you shouldn't make those decisions for other people. Yeah. Like, that, or other women that want to defy that or want to, you know, just go against what's expected of them. Yeah. As soon as how you feel or your opinion or anything like that starts to like trickle in and inhibit somebody else from doing something or having a certain right or anything like that, that's when it's problematic. Right. Same goes with like, you know, uh, sexuality too, Mm -hmm. like, you know, gender, all of it. It's like you can do whatever makes you feel right with yourself, but what your righteousness for yourself is not the same as somebody else's. I mean, really, it comes down to treating everybody with respect and empathy and with just decency. Yeah. Um, 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 All right, Maggie. Um, Good conversation, yeah? Lovely conversation. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad. Um, Yeah, I really do miss having these just like you know, in Chats. general. Yeah, 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 I do miss you a lot. Yes, you do. Good. We'll change that. 
Uh, Maggie, tell me what keeps you up at night. Mm. My constant craving for like a 2 a.m. snack. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, true. That definitely does yeah. keep you thing. like going back and forth like, shoot, all the do time. I want to get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Or it's like, I can't tell, like, am I like hungry enough for me to like eat something right now or should I just wait till tomorrow? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I battle with that. What puts you to sleep, though? My dog, Finn. Shout out Finn. The snuggles. <laughs> Best guy ever, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. I'm glad we decided this is like a spur of the moment I know, kind of thing. It was. I'm but I'm glad it made, yeah, it made for a, a wholesome uh, episode, I thought. So okay. um, remember to think about how you um, occupy spaces in relation to women um, and how you might be able to do better. Uh, making them feel more like that equity is there. So. Heck yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Two, three, four.